Hey, Popecast, what are you doing? This is the Popecast, talking to myself, talking to you. Here we are, Popecast. Man, I haven't done one of these in a while. Summertime is just wrapping up. It has wrapped up. It's over. Fall is here. It's cold and rainy out. And I'm like, damn, what should I do with myself? Oh, yeah, I used to do that Popecast back when the weather used to be shitty before. Why don't we break it out again? It's been like a hot minute since I've done this. And I think that the main factor was that like the weather just got too nice and I was doing too much real shit um, and forgot all about this because I was preoccupied having fun. So now I'm no longer having so much fun. And so now I'm back to you people. You people are my fallback. The Popecast is my fallback. And it's a pretty good place to fall back to, I'm not going to lie. Um, summertime was a blast with the kids, with the family. Um, and uh, there was just, you know, I don't have a microphone outside, so why would I come inside to make the podcast? Does that make sense? Hope that's a good enough explanation for you guys. I know you were clamoring. There was a hole in your heart. And uh, you were clamoring for the Popecast to come back. So, you know, clamor no more. Clamor no more, you young clamor snappers. Is that like a whippersnapper? No idea. Now I digress. How was that? That was one minute and 30 seconds in before I quickly digressed. I will tell you this. I also stopped doing the newsletter over the summer months, um, largely all for the same reason. So I'm going to get that going again, something to keep myself occupied. I'm a little nervous with the winter looming right now. I'm going to go a little stir crazy. I'm going to get, I'm already feeling like the pressure of the lack of sun. If you're listening to this in the future, this is like the period of time. It just a couple days ago did that thing where it rained for like 24 hours straight. And then we had a day of sun. And now we're in the midst of the second day of two more days of rain. So, you know, if you'll talk to anybody in the line, at the Casey's gas station, talk to any old timer in the line, they'll say, oh, well, we need some rain. People always love to say that shit. And they're right, because farmers shop at Casey's are people who care about rain. Um, it appears to be an important thing, though, I guess, so the rain. Is that true? Did you need to come in and listen to the Popecast in order to learn that the rain is important? I don't know. So, But what I do know is that sunshine is also important um, to me. And probably to you too. Um, so I'm nervous about the long looming winter. There's like a period of time of winter where we go like a month or two without seeing the sun at all. Um, and that's the worst part. I think that's usually like my birthday month, Febru February. But um, winter doesn't even really start until like January or whatever. So now we get to enjoy... Uh, trick-or-treating this Saturday. I'm stoked for that. The neighborhood Facebook group for our neighborhood says that all of the neighbors, not all I, I assume, but many of the neighbors pass out booze, like little mini shots to the parents and whatnot. Um, so that's cool. I'm looking forward to trying out some trick-or-treating in the new neighborhood this weekend. So it's going to be a pretty boozy weekend, I guess. I haven't really had, I mean, I've been a nice little boy as on my drinking goes lately. It just hasn't. I got this whoop strap is what it is. The whoop strap is so judgmental on my sleep. Um, if I have like more than a beer, 
then my sleep as is graded by the whoop strap is just dog shit and then i've got to look at the app on my phone it pops up and it reminds me all the next day how naughty i've been um and that i slept like shit because i had a couple beers so i've been like a one beer like a beer a week you know nice nice little amount if i'm out and about i'll have a beverage um but where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so this weekend my my Aunt Maggie, my lovely Aunt Maggie, my number one rated aunt, um, if any of my other aunts are listening to this, just know you rank behind my Aunt Maggie. And there's only one other aunt that I would feel bad about even hearing this. It's my number two rated aunt um, who probably thinks that she's number one. But Maggie was number one. There was no uh, second really close so Maggie was my first roommate so I've been told when I was a young when I was a young baby boy uh, my folks moved into uh, Mike and Maggie's house and uh, so she saw me grow up quite a bit and her son was like an older brother to moi so Chaz is a couple years older than me and so Aunt Maggie one of her special skills um, is that she always made everybody feel very important. So, uh, rest in peace to Aunt Maggie. But why that came up is that they're doing her celebration of life. Her number one request um, was that nobody wears black. There is no real formal funeral. Um, she wants everyone to go to the bar. There is a meeting place um, at a bar this weekend on Friday night where you are not supposed to wear black. Um, you're not supposed to discuss religion and you're supposed to get drunk. <laughs> Those were Ma Maggie's three wishes and a nice little, uh, synopsis of the person that she is. She was, um, my final talk with Maggie, I went down to visit her. Um, she moved out of Des Moines and lived down in a nice little coastal town. So I flew down there a month or so ago to visit her and we were kind of talking about growing up and family trips and this and that. And I just sort of mentioned, I was like, oh yeah, when I was young, uh, youngster, sometime in my preteens, my family went and took me to uh, Gettysburg, you know, common Americana family trip, see the bloody mess that was Gettysburg, um, Civil War and all that jazz. And they kind of just give you the grim truth about, you know, brothers fighting brothers on opposite sides of the lines and all this. It's very intense. You know, this is the this is the biggest battle site. You know, hundreds of people died in this field you're standing in. You know that sort of shit. It's very heavy. Um, Maggie, <laughs> Maggie said, "Yeah, uh, we never took the kids to Gettysburg for our family's trip. You know, we just uh, took the kids straight to Cancun. Got them wasted." <laughs> so, I always appreciate that approach. Um, you know, her approach was to grab the fun right in front of you, and I appreciate that a lot. Um, there's something to be said for, you know, the somber, somberness of history or whatever, but uh, I really like her approach <laughs> just to get out there and dance on some tables. And the Macarena came on. That was Maggie's jam back in the day, so that would get her to the tabletop. <laughs> so I've been told. I don't know, man. So this Friday, we're going to have some drinks. My whoop strap is going to scold me heavily on Saturday. 
but I'm going to keep it rolling right into Saturday night. I presume where these uh, neighbors down here in this neighborhood, this is our first Halloween in this neighborhood, has a ton of kids, and uh, I guess it gets kind of lit, so I'm looking forward to it. And uh, as far as the kids having some fun too, so I'm getting out there and trick-or-treating, but I guess it's kind of, hopefully the parents will get down a little bit. I don't know, man. What else has been happening? What has been happening with you guys? Oh, yeah. I can't hear you guys. The um, I just spent like eight minutes recapping the weather. So now I'm going to do a thing where I'm just going to talk about the news, guys. We're going to see. I just Googled news today. News today. And what do we have here? Oh, Zuckerberg accused other tech firms of stifling innovation with high fees. All right, I could not care less about this. The uh, Zuckerberg is a problem, that's for sure. But until we have a solution, you know, why sit by and idly complain about the problem? That's kind of always been my philosophy. I do look forward to seeing what new name Facebook will choose. And it was suspicious when Facebook and Instagram and all that crap went down the day after. Um, I forget what happened. Something about... They got accused of some shit. Oh, yeah, the whistleblower. My mom is friends with the whistleblower's mom, the Facebook whistleblower. I don't know. That's all I know about that. Uh, my mom just told me when that news story broke that they're brilliant people. The mom and the daughter are brilliant people. The mom is some sort of a scientist. So the daughter is some sort of a Facebook scientist. And now she's a whistleblower. How cool would it be to live your life as a regular person, and then one day, just find a whistle in your mouth, and you're just blowing that bitch all over Zuckerberg's face. So, that's cool. The, uh, yeah, so, I don't know, man. Somebody made the joke, I'm sure a lot of people have, what do they say? It's not, it's no longer going to be Facebook, it's going to be Butt Book. I think that was the venerable Dan Umphen, local Des Moines area comedian, very funny guy. Butt book, I like it. It's not the most, um, it's not the uh, most highbrow joke you'll hear all day, but highbrow humor is for silly geese or something like that. I don't know. Um, I've been uh, speaking of stand-up comedy. I've been doing, I've been doing a philosophy of no more open mics um, because they're just not as fun as they used to be for me. I think I'd try and still trying to work out the reasons and whatnot, but the last like six times I've been on stage have been for shows, which has been fun. And I do think that some of my, uh, you know, my work at the shows maybe has been suffering a little bit as a result and general lack of focus, but I think it'll all come back around. These sort of things kind of ebb and flow. And I have been doing a lot of fun writing and having a lot of fun, uh, getting some new jokes down. So I imagine it'll all come back around full circle. And um, I've got a much better sense of like what jokes are going to work right from the jump. Um, now, as far as what are good jokes, um, without having to beat them to death at an open mic before running them out there at a show. I closed with a brand new joke um, at a show the other week. And it was um, hit hit um hit hardest of all the others that I'd done shit that I'd done a bunch of times and a part of it I think is because a crowd can tell 
maybe kind of intuitively when you are bored of your own material, if that makes sense. And so stuff that's new and fresh and exciting to me to tell, um, the crowd kind of can vibe off the energy a little bit, I think. So that's a lot to it. But anyway, man, I'm going to try to just only do new material from here on out and just kind of like leave lots of that old shit behind. I don't know. Who knows what I'll actually do. That's just what I think today. Let's look into the news. The news some more. Oh, I just got a text message. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Oil executives testify on industry's role in climate disinformation. All right. See, all this shit is just so stupid. This is the first time that I've really looked at the news in a long time. I haven't watched. I used to really like to watch my guy Lester Holt. I love Lester Holt on the news, on like NBC, nightly news. I used to be like sort of a ritual. I would flip on NBC nightly news with Lester Holt, a little bit of the local news, Wheel of Fortune, and it kind of just, it was never like, you know, incredibly regular by the daily, but it was like, you know, several times a week sort of a thing, you know, just kind of one of those, one of those habits that I would slide into and it sort of felt comfortable. The Wheel of Fortune always reminds me of my grandma, my grandma Betty, shout out grandma Betty. Um, and, uh, so I kind of always watched the wheel of fortune because she used to like to watch the wheel of fortune or whatever. But anyway, I've been doing no news kind of as a result of COVID just because like I, uh, you know, I didn't really want to be beat over the head with all the numbers. I'm not a fake news guy. Of course, I find the news to be valuable and for the most part, um, you know, there's lots of really credible journalists out there, but I just didn't need to hear all the numbers every day. I think it was kind of like sometime during last year where instead of watching the news, we would just like go outside, spend time as a family. And honestly, I don't miss it at all. Um, unlike Twitter, which I quit, I don't even know, like a year ago now, um, I do miss Twitter a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I, um, and my Facebook has suffered for it. Let's, 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 uh, be honest about that. I used to just have uh, Twitter as just a place where I could just blindly throw up the stupidest thoughts that I would have. And I wouldn't really feel bad about it because I kind of had curated my audience there. It was a lot more narrow than, um, than my Facebook world is. So the, the, I, I don't know, the people who were there would, um, be sort of my target audience for a lot of my stupid stupidest thoughts and even if they were it didn't matter because i just felt like the twitter was a black hole where i would just throw out silliness um and facebook seems more like a linkedin type of a thing or something there's like you know my like realtor is on there and just like not like that matters but just like like actual people um you know who i try to shelter some of my moronid moronidum moronidum Moron and moron, moronism. If that's not the most appropriate word struggle of all time, I don't know what is. Um, just the fact, you know, so I've been posting a lot more of my silly goose type stuff on Facebook, which um, is a flaw. It's, it's just a sign of boredom. And so I've been trying to redirect a lot of that more towards the pages of the notebook. Um, but anyway, so my Facebook has gotten a lot more weird since Twitter has been gone. 
and also breaking news like i can just kind of access like there can be some shit going on in the world and you guys who all have twitter will know about it a lot, a lot sooner than i do i find out like news from friends and like group text messages now um for better or worse i'm kind of a recluse in that way and i don't know if it's for better or worse but um that headline here oil executives testify on industry's role in climate disinformation like okay so they're gonna obviously lie and be like no we're nice oil executives who do not value our own bottom lines over the health of the entire world on which we live and we know that's not necessarily true and then they're going to get some fake hardball questions by those of people looks like they're testifying in front of some sort of a panel of government and those blowhards are going to give them some fake tough questions to satisfy whoever is feeding them money and nothing's going to happen and then they'll move on to the next thing we all, we know we know pretty much how all this stuff works here's a fun one NBC News coming at us four hours ago with the hard-hitting information here. Student staff lap dances at Kentucky High School lead to disciplinary actions. All right, I'll click. We'll see what they have here. Superintendent of a Perry. Oh, don't hit me with the ad blocker. What the hell is going on here? I tell you what, you can't even read any scuzzy news these days without a goddamn ad popping up. Oh my god, you want me to turn off my ad blocker? Pause on this page. Jeez, this H. Roosevelt. We'll never know now. I'll try to read from behind the ad. Hazard Independent School District Superintendent Sandra Combs said she was made aware of the images on Tuesday and launched an investigation the following day. I must see those images, she said. The pictures were posted on a hazard high. Something that's blocked by the ad. I don't know where on a hot we'll say it's a hazard high Facebook page I don't know but have since been removed they're still circulating on social media sites and now and show a scantily clad male and female students appearing to touch and dance in front of staff members god damn they're getting down in Kentucky it's so wild uh, back to Maine let's see here continue I don't even know how to turn off these ads Let's see. Okay. I found photos of inappropriate student-led activities that had since surfaced on social media. She said appropriate disciplinary action has been taken. All right. Oh, homecoming festivities. That's when it goes down. I tell you what, people get wild at home. Fun and good-natured, but did not play out as intended. Now, you can tell that. So you can say that again. NBC News is on the case. <laughs> Oh, wild. All right, well, I'm going to sign off. It felt good to get back on here. This has been 19 minutes of mostly meaningless rambling. Look forward to these happening more often. I'm going to come at you with some more structure next time. I kind of, I truly was sitting down on my rowing machine right back here. I was going to try to do a little bit of rowing um, to kind of help my shoulders feel better. My shoulders have been kind of wonky, so the rowing machine always helps that. And I said, nay, I will not exercise at this moment. I will procrastinate. And there's a microphone on my desk. Hot damn, let's just put out a Popecast. It's been 19 minutes and 39 seconds of fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next time to Popecast. I love you. Goodbye.